This idea of sharing to bring justice, to bring right relations, Maitre emphasizes those three qualities, sharing, justice, right relationship, that they work together. And that all the resources don't belong to any one nation, they belong to all the nations and all the people. And while there'll be people who want to accumulate wealth in the future and some will want to work less, that will still be there, but it'll be more, more moderate. And there'll be a right supply for everyone with less need for negative spending or police and DOD and more time to celebrate our human potential and creativity so that the higher types of artists will come out. Imagine a world full of Picassos and Michelangelos. And that was a foretaste of this episode of the Planetary Makeover Show, featuring Mr. Ray Paulson, environmental engineer and a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom Teachings. In response to the growing voices of an awakening humanity, we bring you evidence that divine help is at hand to work with us to create a hopeful future that works for everyone. Hello everyone and welcome to Planetary Makeover. Today's topic is everybody's favorite, the future. Why do you think Star Trek is so popular? And we've got a guest who can help us discern what's coming for humanity. And that person is Ray Paulson. And Ray is an environmental engineer as well as an astute and longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom Teaching. That ancient body of knowledge that, though it's over 100,000 years old, still has things to teach us not only about the present, but the future. Welcome, Ray. Well, thank you, David. It's a pleasure to be here. We're so glad you were able to join us. And it's such a huge topic that we're going to need to have you back again. I can tell already. And we need your help here, Ray, because we're thinking along the lines of how did we get here? What does this mean? And where are we going? And so I wanted to jump into some of the questions that I'm sure you hear, because one thing I neglected to mention is that Ray also speaks a lot publicly. And because he speaks so much to the public, he sort of has his pulse uh, or his hand on the pulse of the public. And along those lines, I'm wondering, Ray, what do you see at this point as some of the greatest fears of the public and also how do you reassure your audience and what results do you see coming from humanity's cry for help and we're going to go along those lines yeah david thank you for the question there's a lot of crisis today and people are wondering what kind of future do we have and to come up with the topic promise of the future people wonder how uh, with global warming with social justice issues with uh, financial markets, uh, you know, favoring the 1%, the future doesn't look very good to people. And I remind them that we do have a promise of the future. And what we're seeing today, our ageless wisdom tells us is every 2000 years, uh, humanity has gone through crisis after crisis historically. And what this has to do with is the energies that influence each cycle of time change. 
And when the change gets to be about 50-50, and that's what's happening now, we start to see this tug to go back to the old way or to go to this new way. And that sort of tug back and forth brings crisis. Um, the energies are 50-50 and people aren't quite sure what to do. Some are ready to go go one way and some kind of want to hang on. And this, this puts people into a quandary, like what, what, what's going on? I see. Um, and so what do you say to try and reassure your audiences that we will in fact survive and thrive through all of these crises? Well, the, the fact is historically we always have. So that's one of the basic answers is that we've, we've survived these in the past and we'll survive this today as well. What we're seeing is literally the new energies go to take birth through the old and our ageless wisdom calls this a birth pang. And this says that this is the new coming in but yet it rocks the boat a bit and we see these crises. see the, the walks for justice or we see some of the injustice which invites the, the uh, marches for justice. And these are this, this is this call for help that starts to happen as this news starts to come in. I'd like to touch upon before we go any further, um, a little bit, uh, just a little bit right now about this group of perfected human beings that we've heard so much about and that you have educated so many people about, known as the Masters of Wisdom, or humanity's elder brothers, the Lords of Compassion, and why are they so central? There are those that are more advanced than the average. They call Masters of Wisdom, or, or, or humans that are, have the ability to express more love and more intelligence to answer our problems. Every 2,000 years when we've experienced these crises, the Masters have come to help. And one of their primary roles is as these new energies come in, they would simply bounce off the planet unless they were qualified. And they qualify the energies for us so that we can receive them. And then we pick up on this influence of the new and we start to build the new from this influence. So we could call the masters, some people call them superhuman or supernormal um, ability. They have more ability than, than the average and they can truly help um, help us go forward. And my understanding is, though I haven't been studying this subject quite as long as you have, that they are us in the future, that all of us will eventually become perfected human beings lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, and we won't have to come back anymore. And then we'll be assisting our younger brothers and sisters, just as our elder brothers are assisting us today. So, what can we do as ordinary citizens to help bring about these crucially needed changes or the promise of the future, as you put it? Yeah, to bring the change, the masters come to qualify the energies so that we can fill this influence and we have the will to go forward. And they also, they qualify the energy where we find this new birth or this renewed self-esteem where we find this connection where we want to make a difference in the world. And so as they pick up in their number and, and their presence, they also begin to teach us. And through these energies uplifting us and their teaching, as it starts to take hold, which they've done in the past, in past cycles, they'll do it again in this new cycle. With this, with this deeper connection within ourselves, we get moved to, to bring these changes and to build the changes. The master's have told us in ageless wisdom, they can't do the work for us. 
but they simply will teach us like they had before. And then we'll be moved to make these, uh, what changes we need to make. I know it's been mentioned by the world teacher, Maitreya, who's come with the masters of wisdom. He's sort of the master of the masters. Uh, how does the public respond to that idea of people power as the new world superpower? And does it inspire them? Yeah, a lot of people, uh, people power, people are being moved. So this energy is taking hold. We see evidence of this when Wall, the Wall Street greed was taken on about 15 years ago or 10 years ago, where the 1% have all the wealth, we want our fair share. And people slept outside of Wall Street and not just in the USA, but worldwide, people were marching for economic justice. This came out of nowhere, it seemed, but Ageless Wisdom tells us it didn't. These energies are taking hold and they're bringing birth through and moving people into action. To uh, So we're seeing the, the, the result of these energies qualified by the masters, letting us know that they're here among us. And I'm willing to bet, Ray, that a lot of our audience are cut from that same cloth. A lot of them have been in these protest marches, demonstrations, organizations, I helped found them, and are acting upon these energies, consciously or not, and are part of this promise of the future that you have outlined for us. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. Can you give a little us a little bit of the spiritual historical background leading up to this new age? And why is it called the Age of Aquarius? The Age of Aquarius, well, the last age was the Age of Pisces. And in this age, humanity was to qualify their ability to uh, be an individual and to read and write and use their, their intellect. And we've been successful at this. But towards the end of an age, we start to see the vices show up more and more. And we start to get fall to greed and, and other negative qualities. And that's when the new energies are picking up, bringing this change. And the new in the new time or the new cycle, um, the energies are, are said to influence us to cooperate. That rather than excessive competition, which then leads to negative, because you know it just it's a negative game at some point. That these energies of the Aquarius will bring cooperation, and that without that quality, your organization, whether it be a business, a church, a government entity, a nonprofit, will not be successful. And this cooperation will mean collaboration where the top CEO will have to collaborate with all the folks in there and come to a consensus-based approach to moving that organization forward. And uh, this unprecedented era that you're describing that we're moving into, the age of Aquarius, can you touch upon, uh, in short, this new civilization that it's heralding? Because I think uh, a lot of our audience is moving into the new and is embracing it, but may not have a clear picture of what it is, what our aim is, what's coming. Yeah, so Relate in the Ageless Wisdom, as senior master of wisdom, did bring some thoughts about this promise of the future, but what's to come? Rather than saying the end is coming in a fear-based model, which we hear amongst those who fundamentalize the ageless wisdom, it's, it talks about a new beginning and a new growth. And in this new growth brings, again, promise of the future for better and improved living conditions. And how might that be possible? 
Well, one is that as we find this deeper connection, we'll be moved to serve practical service. And the masters are here pouring the energies out and we're picking up on them. And in these energies, we're taught, whether we know it or not, we're being influenced. And they'll at some point be verbalizing the teaching. They've, they've talked about things like unlimited or virtually relatively unlimited renewable energy through what's called cold fusion using a simple isotope of water. They'll answer all of our future energy needs. I know as an engineer, if we had that alone, we could liberate, we could take poverty off the planet and we could liber, liberate people from suffering. They have many, many solutions, David, and we can talk about them um, as we go on today. Yeah, that certainly sounds like um, not only the promise, but the hope of the future. And speaking of which, in this coming era, what will world relations, you know, politics and government, and the distribution of resources look like? Yeah, so one thing the masters have relayed that for every act of negative is being transformed energetically to two times positive, if we could imagine that. It's hard for me as an engineer to imagine that, but energetically, the, the energetic qualities that make us up um, in this magnetic field around ourselves, around the collective, around the planet, is literally being transformed positive for every negative. And that's what's called, what I've understand to read is a purification process. So that at some point in the future, we will not see war, we will not see uh, the negative game be employed where we need excessive DOD and excessive police. And all those liberated folks will be contributing to the planet in a positive way to improve the planet. And through this, we're reminded that because so many will take on productive work, there'll be more time for leisure, more time just to simply enjoy life. Could you speak, too, uh, about how our spirituality will change and the utilization of our full potential in this glorious future? You know, okay, human potential, it's been the mis. <laughs> It's been the big question throughout the ages, how do we unleash human potential? In this age of Aquarius, it's said that this is the age of personal growth or the age, some called enlightenment in the East, or we've heard the term self-realization. I think in the West, we might hear know thyself. And this connection with ourselves, we, um, we find this renewed self-esteem, some call it rebirth, or they've been born you know, again or something, that we hear this brand new coming, and this is supposed to increase. This is the first time that we'll have more than one master with us. We've, in prior ages, had usually a single world teacher come, and this time we'll have a group coming and to stimulate 8 billion people to begin to cooperate and to begin to share, to bring justice to people, to educate them, to release this human potential, whether it be music, art, uh, engineering, uh, whatever it may be that they... They get up and move with what they came for. And when you have a real interest in something, you really start to gel. And imagine that groups have to work together because the energies will demand it. And this will, like candles lighting candles, will take off around the planet and just grow this movement into building this new, what's called a new brilliant civilization. And my understanding, too, from uh, my study of this is that this human potential that you talked about tapping, and I'm so glad you brought that up, is that there'll be an explosion of creativity because so many people's potential and energy and focus is tied up now in simply surviving. 
And once people don't have to worry about their health care, their housing, their education, their livelihood, and so on, then all this potential that's been dammed up in humanity for thousands of years probably will burst forth in all the different fields that you describe. And so for a moment, I'm going to bring us down to the more material plane, but only in terms of our physical vehicles. And I was wondering, too, uh, if you think that humanity will also enjoy enhanced health during in the future. Yeah, what we hear in this, what I've read about this part is that the masters say, of wisdom say that because of their presence in high number, and this time they won't have to leave like prior ages, is that this will bring a stability which will remove fear, nervousness, lack of self-esteem. We'll start to be rid, we'll be rid of this. And we'll start to stabilize our ability to think and be um, stable with a clear mind and a very clear heart. We'll be able to express our feelings better and our experiences, and that this will improve our health dramatically. And that um, even travel devices won't be fatiguing. Vibration-free travel, I've heard of, where the apparatus will simply take longer to wear out. People will stay younger longer, and they'll enjoy much higher quality lives. You inspired me to mention something else that I hadn't foreseen talking about, and that is the waters around the globe that Maitreya has energized, including in Mexico, they call it um, Chilicote, named after the town, and in Germany, and Russia, and China, I imagine in many other countries too, and that eventually there's going to be 777 of them. But the one in Tillicote, Mexico, was one that Benjamin Krem, the author and artist and esotericist who wrote so many books, I think 16 at least, in this, the modern era, about the Masters of Wisdom and the emergence of the world teacher Maitreya. Benjamin Krem convinced a homeopathic pharmacy in London to make a remedy based on the water so that everyone could purchase it and have access to it. You wouldn't have to travel down to Mexico to get a jug, which they were giving away for free, a jug of water. And I had enjoyed the benefits of that myself, and I'm sure many others had as well, including even in the, the one I mentioned in Russia. To coin a phrase, desperate Russian housewives were dragging their alcoholic husbands there because the water seemed to be curing their alcoholism. And so that's, I guess, a little preview that Maitreya has given us of these great healing modalities that you mentioned are in store for us in the future. And one other question I didn't get to, which I'm sure some people will be chopping up the bit uh, for, and I know you've touched upon somewhat already, the technology of the future, the tech, all those technologies. I know you mentioned some of them. Uh, are there a few more that you'd like to talk about? Thank you, David. One thing um, you brought up was the name Maitreya. When I first had heard that name, I was a bit confused. I hadn't heard that amongst the masters of wisdom. And I researched a bit, and it turns out Gautama, the fourth Buddha, as a student of the Buddha, said that he wouldn't return, but it would be the fifth Buddha Maitreya, and that he is the most advanced of the masters, and that he is one of the ones to come at this time. And another bit of information is that he was the teacher of many of the other masters, and he is referenced in our 
gospel he's referenced in the torah the all the all the scripture that he's referenced throughout it um you bring up technology and other other advancements at this time and what i've read there first of all the water there are healing waters that have been discovered and the way this is done what we hear is the masters know a higher science so higher than the science that the engineers and scientists know today they charge water scientifically to bring healing properties this is beyond our scientific understanding so we have to classify it as a miracle and that's according to what that's how scientists classify it because because they simply can't repeat uh the water the qualities in the water that they found one of the qualities is it's 4 to 8% lighter and it's healed about anything you can think of so that's an amazing uh it'll be amazing to hear what that technology is is that user how they go about that mm-hmm. so when they the other technology is the science of shape that we read about that buildings will be built with a certain shape and they'll be beautiful but more than that is they'll accumulate and radiate specific uh types of energy that serve a purpose so different cultures around the world already have different shapes but this will be enhanced with what's called the science of shape so that's coming another science we talked about a little bit before was cold fusion from a simple isotope of water Right now scientists are using very high temperatures to find fusion which is a safe form of nuclear energy and the masters tell us through ageless wisdom it will be cool fusion through through simply water so those are three items another would be the science of light if that we read that light will light towns will light up but there'll be no wires and this light will be will be get more light and the light won't go out so imagine walking to a city in the day and it's bright but at night the city stays bright as well so these are some of the ideas that i've read about that i don't comprehend or understand but these are some of the new things that are expected to come and you you reminded me of something else ray that i hadn't planned on mentioning uh, but i think would be worthwhile uh, for our audience and that is in the books in which ben krem benjamin krem we mentioned earlier had mentioned had talked about the space brothers as they're known are brethren from adjacent planets that um the ships they have on that the the ships seem to have light that just emanates from everywhere at once and there's no obvious light source i'd read in gerard artson had mentioned that too um another student of the age ageless wisdom teaching who's written several books on the space brothers and their craft as had George Adamski a a space brother contactee from back in the mid 20th century that's a whole another show in itself but you reminded me of that when you talked about the cities being lit even in the evening and nighttime uh something else we've touched upon that I'd like to go into a little further um is people power and you talked about how the aquarian energies will stimulate this justice sharing peace and freedom and that this will be seen throughout the world could you talk a little bit more about the rise of people power across the planet Yeah, we touched on it before a little bit with the uh Wall Street movement back about 10 or 15 years ago, but that continued. And so these energies were said they will stimulate justice. Um so economic justice that we talked about and another one would be environmental justice. Global warming um 
is the planet's warming up and whether we might agree or disagree on how it's forming, it is warming up and people are concerned. We're seeing fire, flood, drought, sea rises being measured, coral reefs dying, all sorts of environmental problems uh, stemming from global warming and people are demanding justice. These marches, I've been involved as an environmental engineer for years, have been world record. They don't, they're no longer are they in say New York only or LA, they're throughout North America, they're throughout Europe, they're throughout the Orient. They're worldwide and people are wondering where is this stimulus coming from? And again, ageless wisdom predicted this and you start correlating, you say, wow, this is really happening. These modern events are being stimulated by these energies. People are being moved and people are calling this people power. The masters have said, we can't do the work. We'll teach you and we'll stimulate with these energies, but you in fact will, will do the work and people are, are responding. We saw an incident um, in Minnesota where we had an officer. Um, well, the energies are said to, uh, it'll stimulate the good and it also stimulates some of the not good to a certain degree. And we saw some of this in Minnesota and people marched for, um, for the tragedy that we saw there where a person was murdered by a police officer, it was tragic. But again, the response was people everywhere, college students, uh, adults, young, youth, that this movement continues and this justice movement just, it, it's not, it's predicted not to stop. So we could expect more and more of this to happen as time uh, continues. What, what I think is striking about it is that everyone has a place in it. Everyone can have a voice. And as I think the world teacher Maitreya said in one of his messages to humanity that had been conveyed through the author and esotericist and artist we talked about earlier, Benjamin Krem, he had said something to the effect of no one is too small to play a part. And now you see children being involved. I know um, Mr. Krem had said once if... If you want something like a new recycling program to succeed, just tell the seven-year-olds about it. They'll bug their parents until they get involved. And we had uh, people like Greta Thunberg from, uh, uh, from Sweden, I believe. And when she started protesting, she was, I think, about 16 or younger than 16. And she's she's created a worldwide movement involving millions. The Me Too movement for women, Black Lives Matter, which you have touched upon, which is also long overdue, and of course, Occupy Wall Street, the Occupy movements, which you've also alluded to across the world, and, and the Arab Spring, all of these. And as you said, in every walk of life, on every continent, everyone is getting involved. And it seems to be shining a light on corruption everywhere. And that's something, too, you made me think about that had slipped my mind, is the idea of these energies from the constellation of Aquarius, the light of Aquarius is shining the light in all the dark corners of our world, our state, even our own psyche. And so each of us has to clean up our own house, even as we collectively clean up the house of our town, city, country, and world. And you also mentioned uh, the 
issue with global warming, which we're told is one of Maitreya, the world teacher's top priorities, is the restoration of the ecology. Because if we can't breathe, we can't do much else. And then, of course, number two with him was ending world hunger. We've got 25,000 people dying on the planet every day in a world with a 12% food surplus. Nobody should be going hungry. And yet it's also stockpiled in huge storerooms and hollowed out mountains in America, stories high, maybe five, six stories high, being eaten by rodents. And imagine how that could transform the lives of people across the globe if they had access to it. And I wanted to also touch more upon what you again have wisely anticipated, and that is mention of the world teacher and the masters of wisdom. And I know you've talked a little bit about that. Could you tell us a little bit more about them and where they live and how that differs uh, from where we live most of the time? Yeah, so the masters actually have never left. Um, they live in a subtle, on the subtle etheric it's called. And the subtle etheric is literally a physical strata that we actually have seven levels of physical strata. We have solid, liquid, gas, and four levels of etheric that we have yet to discover. And the masters um, simply, when they when we thought they've left, they simply have moved to a higher plane. They live amongst us, usually in the mountains and the deserts where it's peat, you know, not a lot of population, where they have their centers, centers where the energies radiate from and so forth. And at certain times in history, they come down the mountain or they, they come from the subtle etheric to this uh, grosser etheric that we're accustomed to, and they arrive again. And so we learn the world teacher for this time period, as you read Ageless Wisdom, is uh, Maitreya, whose name, his name was given by Gautama about 2,500 uh, years ago or so, that he'd be the one to come at this time. Maitreya comes this time with 40 masters. We learn that the master, one of the masters, Jesus, will take up the Christian and Catholic church and work. And Maitreya will show, and Jesus will, will show, demonstrate to us that they're brothers, they're friends. And the masters, plural, there'll be 40 or more this time, or about 40. And there's about 16 more present today I've read. In some way, they're more present than the others at some point 40 will be here and they'll form a pool of love to contact all 8 billion or however, however many people we have, it'll be 9 billion, 10 billion, whatever we get to. And they will, they can contact everybody this way by having these higher numbers. The difference is this time in prior ages, they would come so long when Jesus came, he stayed 30 or 33 years. Prior world teachers stayed so many years and then they would transition to a higher, um, a plane this time they'll be able to stay with the world teacher Maitreya for the full cycle of the 2000 years for this age of Aquarius that is remarkable what it says to us in angelist wisdom is that we the people have made enough progress to enable this to happen that they don't have to leave and that they can continue to teach and, and usher this new cycle of time in and and make sure that we're successful and my understanding too, Ray, is that they're coming ahead of schedule. They hadn't planned to come for, I don't know, a thousand or more, a couple thousand perhaps even, years. But because of this evocative cry from humanity that we both mentioned, stemming a lot from the last 
two world wars, which to the masters of wisdom are one war, just went underground for 20 years. In response to that, and in response to our growth, they have come out a little bit early. And then I understand too that it's part of their role to be able to demonstrate their facility in two worlds, to have one foot in each world. In the next kingdom, which we call the kingdom of souls, you had uh, mentioned uh, that's on you know a higher plane than the dense physical we're on now. And also to function here in this cacophony of sound and conflict in which we all live and they've been removed from for for hundreds of years, in some cases thousands of years, which must be quite a shock to them. And they're going to work side by side with us. And as you pointed out, they're going to stay. Their representatives in the past could only be here for a short while, partly because we killed some of them. But as perfected masters, they cannot be killed. And they are coming literally themselves, not behind a teacher, and will be here, as, as you say, for over 2,000 years. So it's an incredible happening. And as you and I have read, the most important event in the history of mankind. And that's why it's so compelling. And I'm also glad that you mentioned the, the, the various planes that there are the four planes above the dense physical that we know so little about. We don't have the mechanics to the instrumentation sensitive enough to calibrate them, but we know something's there. And you know that scientists know there's something there. They call it dark matter. They don't know that there's four levels, but, but they're getting there. And so a little bit more, let's go a little bit more into the world teacher himself. Uh, could you talk a little bit, Ray, about his appearances and what they mean? His appearances, he's been appearing all over the world as an ordinary man. And he can. Uh, the masters have complete control over matter. They have complete control of how they appear. And they don't come as someone superior or inferior. They, they come, and the world teacher's been coming as a common person, not to startle, but to greet people where they're at to find out their everyday concerns and then convey solutions. And he's getting a feel for things gently as he comes out more formal in the future, along with the masters of wisdom. Uh, we, we know a teacher by the fruit of their work. And I know Maitreya has mentioned um, what he stands for. One is he says uh, restored environment, environment that's healthy for all, right food and water, shelter, healthcare and education for every single person as birthright. He's come to make sure this happens and they come to bring the technology to assist us with this so we can bring it to happen. He comes with a teaching he says is the simplest teaching to date so that it's simple to live so that we can come into our development that this age of Aquarius will involve this process of awakening. I know there's a local church here um, that talks about connecting, activating and awakening. And these words are being used more and more, and that's a, it's a reality that we awaken to, to come into higher consciousness and the ability to experience and express love and intelligence and find a, a deeper sense of purpose 
and we have more gifts and more talents and abilities that are late in us, each one of us being unique, and they come out more with their presence. My tray has come to bring this. This I've heard it stated as the art of living or the art of, and the art of atonement, the art of self-realization, the art of survival. And that this will bring the, this idea of a human family, that each each cultural group in all the nations is important. It will have sovereign sovereignty and a sense of, of belongingness, but we'll all get along nation to nation organically, that this will happen. And each nation's like a branch on a tree of life that's talked about in the, uh, the first book of the Bible, that um, we'll take care of each branch and each twig and each all the fruit on the tree, because if you affect one twig or one branch, it may, if, if we don't take care of it, it could come back and uh, cause harm to the other branches. In this sense, we're cooperating. As we cooperate, we build this tree healthily that um, we're building the highest life, not just for these countries we help, that we actually help ourselves because as we give, we receive. This idea of sharing to bring justice, to bring right relations, Maitreya emphasizes those three qualities, sharing, justice, right relationship, that they work together. And that all the resources don't belong to any one nation. They belong to all the nations and all the people. And while there'll be people who want to accumulate wealth in the future and some will want to work less, that will still be there, but it'll be more, more moderate. And there'll be a right supply for everyone with less need for negative spending or police and DOD and more time to celebrate our human potential and creativity so that the higher types of artists will come out. Imagine a world full of Picassos and Michelangelos and Elvis Presley, whoever your favorite is. Imagine this birthing from the people, not just one now and then, but many in all the nations coming out. And we have media to share all this, that he comes to bring this life more abundant, where money will have uh, less meaning, but it will still be a form of exchange. But he says an exchange will be fair, more like a barter system, and that everybody will find their place and have a home here on earth and really feel like they belong. So these are some of the ways that he's expressed uh, what his presence brings. I'm glad you you mentioned how uh, the how far reaching that is, and the old versus the new. Uh, I was thinking the other night that cont- contemplating the success that those working against the laws of life have had. Imagine what success we will have working with the laws of life that you mentioned, the, the sharing and the trust, and the justice and the synthesis. And it'll, it'll help bring an end to war and poverty and greed, callousness and, and all the rest of it. And that Maitreya too is so humble that like the rest of the masters, has no ego. So there is no ego to be proud or to think, did, did, did I really move those people? Um, uh, did the audience clap enough? Um, was, was everybody really enthused? Doesn't even occur to them. So we have to reflect that, you and I, when we're talking about this to the public and everyone watching, we all need to do that. And to be selfless in this age, that's part of what it's about, when we can look into the eyes of our brethren and see ourselves. And then, as you mentioned, it'll be an incredible explosion of, of creativity, mirroring what I said earlier. Yeah, we could use another Mozart or Beethoven or Bach or Jimi Hendrix, 
They weren't around long enough. Um, we need more of that. And there was something else about Maitreya that I wanted to touch upon and for us, Ray, you and I, to share with the audience, and that was the hand of Maitreya. I know you, you've touched upon that, but can you tell us a little bit more about its far-reaching effects? The hand, that was not just a handprint, but I have a, I have a photo here. It was a hand behind a mirror in Spain. And you can see the marks where they tried to wipe the hand off. They thought it was the print, but it's from behind. And it's holographic in form that our scientists couldn't reproduce this. And they said, whoever left this knows a higher science than this, so we'll classify it as a miracle. And in fact, it's Maitreya's hand. And he says, he says on this, he said as a message in relationship, as I studied about this and studied the ageless wisdom, that he says, I come before you as a simple man. I come as a brother and friend. I shall return you to your source. I am among you till the end of the age. My love surrounds you always. My heart beats in rhythm with yours. My hand shall guide you and protect you. My love has no bounds. My Trey, the world teacher. So we will know him, as he said, he comes as the, one of his titles is the Lord of love. And that he embodies this uh, love, of, uh, love of God that will know him by this love, which he could call incomprehensible or beyond the ordinary that you'll have tears of what joy or this peace or something beyond your normal experience not because david and i have brought this up today in this uh talk that we're doing but you'll know because of this love that you experience and that it'll be beyond normal and it will stay for a while and you remember the experience and you won't be able to forget it and you'll say wow what just happened um We'll know him in this way. He also says, you'll know me by my teaching being so simple, bringing transformation. And as we see a tree of life with the branches of all the nations and the twigs being all the people in the nations with the fruit is our gifts, talents, and abilities. These will start to develop with his presence and the presence of the masters with him. Um, I'm seeing that we probably have, hmm, we only have a few minutes left, but I wanted to touch upon some of these other miracles that you've mentioned, for, in, for instance, the uh, the star, the star luminary that has appeared in the sky, and its connection to the distant past, the star of Bethlehem, and so on. Yeah, so the star is out too. So this promise of the future, the theme for today or the talk, part of what's happening is a star is appearing around the world. And it's appearing not as an ordinary star. And again, scientists cannot simply figure this out. And they say, where's the light source? Like, where's this being plugged in? It's not ordinary. They don't see the normal processes that make a star uh, turn bright. It's about five football fields in length. It's showing up worldwide, and it shows up each time as a different shape and color. And what we've learned about in Ageless Wisdom is that when Jesus came um, last, beginning of the, of the Piscean Age, that there was a star and three kings were guided to find uh, where Jesus was born. And that this is the star return. And the advanced ones in our planet working with the advanced ones from other sacred planets are simply making a light very bright. Like a star is saying, your world teacher is here. And then we know our world teacher, Maitreya, coming. Jesus will be one of the masters. And the, there'll be about 40 or so that will form this pool of love and they'll, they'll, they'll teach whether it's religion or economics or politics, whatever the field, engineering, art, they'll be teaching 
all walks of life and all nations, all these various uh, talents that we have hidden to come out of this. And we'll see uh, religion, politics, education, all these areas will purify and grow. And we'll have more time to learn and have more leisure and take time to learn, regardless of our age, so that these gifts come out. This renewed self-esteem will build this promise of the future that we see happening already with all these marches worldwide. I'd like to, before we go, have you talk a little bit more as well about the Day of Declaration, Maitreya, the world teacher's appearance simultaneously on all the world's media and, of course, telepathically as well. Talk to us, Ray, about what that is going to look like. Yeah, so another promise of the near future, um, well, the promise of the overall future is a brilliant new civilization that the crises we see are just birth bangs of the new, is that there will be a day of declaration or a day of declaration-like event. And on this day, Maitreya will speak to all the world telepathically And in this way, he can speak every language and everybody will hear him, whether they have a TV on or not, uh, above a certain age, I forget what age that is, but everyone will hear. And um, they'll say, wow, what's going on? And he'll review history of the planet to give us an understanding of where we've come from and where we're going. There'll be over, this is different, over 200,000 or so uh, healings. And people will wonder what just happened. And this historically, according to the, the ageless wisdom that I'm reading, will be marked as the biggest event in, event in history. Um, going for, Looking back and as we go forward, it'll, it'll mark a significant moment of time when we're inaugurated in a sense all together in, in this love aspect of God. We'll be touched by love. They said even physically we'll feel it. It'll be real to us. And, and because we'll be intrigued, we'll naturally ask, and because the masters don't violate free will, they'll continue going public. And this will grow and grow a movement around the planet. And that's something that I know both of us have found great solace and inspiration in. And I'm sure our audience will as well. And to boot, as you've emphasized and we've mentioned many times on the show, they don't have to believe a word of it. This yeah. is this is for their information only, for their consideration only. But to bear in mind that if they read some of this material, whether it be from Madame Blavatsky, you know, the Theosophical Movement, Helena Roderich, who followed her, or Alice A. Bailey, who came next, or the esotericist and artist and author Benjamin Krem, who we've talked about, This information is designed to not only stimulate the mind, but the intuition as well. So the answers will start to come from the inside out. And speaking of which, I think you have walked us through all of these worlds. The past, where we came from, where we are today, and where we're going, Ray. This promise of the future. What does that entail for you? What does it mean to you? Yeah, promise of the future is given by the masters of wisdom. Uh, there's certain categories they've covered, and it's, it's pretty interesting. One is living conditions. It says, we'll enter an era of tranquility and peace in exact proportion to the present discord. The violence and hatred of today will be transmuted into goodwill. 
It says contributions of the highest type of artists will lead to regeneration of our lives. Everyone will become creative in his or her own way. It'll, it says the family will gain importance and not lose importance as a basic unit of society. Uh, for health, it says most farming will be organically based, and this will enhance the vitality and health of the people. As we talked about, healing waters will be discovered one by one, which will help cleanse the body and bring healing. And the alternative medicines of today will take their place um, beside the more orthodox methods. Another area, and we did touch on briefly, was technology that new buildings will accumulate and radiate certain energies. Uh, transportation systems, the fatigue or the vibration we feel traveling will disappear, and the fatigue resulting from tra uh, traveling will di uh, disappear or will be greatly minimized. We'll understand the technology of light, and this will enable us to build this uh, new energy systems. One of uh, the primary energy system talked about is a fusion process of nuclear power, which is the safe form. Uh, using a simple isotope of water will have unlimited or relatively unlimited renewable energy with no pollution. Imagine that, it's amazing. By the end of this, this century, it said 2100, we will build structures with a scientific use of sound. And that's fascinating to me. How would that occur? Uh, politics and government, government, a new political economic structure called democratic socialism or social democracy will become the norm throughout the world. So rather than extreme, extreme capitalism or extreme uh, socialism, there'll be a balance to this. All political groupings will tend to center. So um, individual politics will, will not be so extreme in left or right. National and cultural identities will be maintained, but barriers will be taken away so that passports will no longer be, be needed. Imagine that. You can travel worldwide and experience all these cultures freely and, and enjoy uh, travel. Uh, the United Nations will be a central debating law-giving forum for the nations of the world. Global concerns for the seabed and the environment will be embodied in legislature. So these are some of the changes. They go on to economics. There'll be a stock market crash. The current markets have too much greed involved, too much get-rich-quick quick schemes and you know grabbing money out of the system rather than investing. And this causes a karma which will cause the markets to crash. They can't sustain in this way. Um, my the masters go on to tell us that the blind falling of market forces is not wise. That means markets are guiding people, but and people are not guiding markets. That our our awareness, our growth, should be guiding the markets and not the other way around. And then the final topic talked about is personal growth, self-realization. That a new sense of oneness will replace the present sense of separation. This will demonstrate his right relationship, justice, and sharing. We'll understand that there's no thing as death, but we transition to a higher, uh, to a plane and a higher consciousness. Humanity will be taught the science of invocation and will come into this contact with God that some call self-realization or enlightenment. And we'll start to begin to realize that there's other sacred planet as the, the Bible says, the father has many mansions, that there's other places and we'll find that they're inhabited by people with advanced development as well. So the promise of the future kind of wraps up with this is that we will grow in our awareness, which will enable a brilliant future to build the new and the masters of wisdom led by my trail will be here to guide us along the way, not just for a short time, but for the full age. 
And that is probably about all we're going to be able to fit into this episode, but I'm sure we're going to have you back again to talk more about all these incredible unfoldments um, on the planet and this magnificent future that is awaiting us all. And with that, Ray, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to appear on the show, and I hope that you will come back again. Thank you, David. We'll see you here, Ray, and I hope to see all of you back here again, our beloved audience. Thank you so much. Visit us on Facebook at hashtag Planetary Makeover. This show has been a production of planetarymakeover.org. At our website, we have a link to our bi-weekly live show at 5 p.m. Mondays Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. At our website, we also have a link to our archives and a selection of our shows. For more background info, visit www.shareinternationalwest.org. That's shareinternational-west.org. For related books and DVDs and CDs by Benjamin Krem on the emergence of my tray of the world teacher, please go to share-ecart.com. That's share-ecart.com. We also invite you to watch another show that we really love, entitled, What in the World is Happening? And that show, which you don't want to miss, is produced by Share International Canada. And it airs every second Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time. The link to check it out is share-international.ca or visit the Share International Canada Facebook page.